one of the reasons why I ended up liking the Enneagram so much is because I felt like it explained the differences I couldn't understand between myself and other people who were the same Myers-Briggs as me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had several friends or slash people that I was aware of that had my same Myers-Briggs, but it was like, the more I learned about Myers-Briggs and myself and those other people, the more I felt like... I mean, some of our things are the same, but we're actually quite different, and how on earth is that possible? Right. Welcome to Too Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms, except for not Google Play because that's not a thing in Japan. Sorry. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks. Welcome to episode eight, Intersections, where we talk about how we think the Enneagram and the MBATI intersect. My quirk this week is the other the other day, meaning yesterday, mm. we were out for a walk, a stroll, and um, all of a sudden over the uh, a loudspeaker, which is not like you're walking by some school and you hear something over the loudspeaker. This is a citywide loudspeaker. Mm. Well. Or, like, state in quotes, right? Well, because like we think a, it's Niza. It's like a community loudspeaker, right? Yeah. Community loudspeaker. It's supposed to play neighborhood announcements. Yes. It also plays a neighborhood song. True. At the end of the day. Yes. But I can talk about that in a second. Anyway, we're walking, and um, the neighborhood, neighborhood city next to us where we both live, the city next to where we live, um, they often do announcements for when people go missing as, I mean, usually like elderly or people that can't take care of themselves. I don't know. Do they do it for kids? Probably, but I've never heard that. I've only ever heard old people. I've only heard of old people. So anyway, we were walking and they had a city announcement come on. And it just described uh, this person that had gone missing, what they were wearing, um, how tall they are, what color their eyes are, um, all of those kinds of things so that you could identify them. And um, yeah, so we were just talking about that because that doesn't really happen anywhere else in the world that I know of. Mm. Um, I mean, it could happen in other places, but... uh, I mean, most places, and it even seems like in a place like Japan, you would just get alert to your phone or something like that. But but then we were discussing, we don't know what our city does, because it's the city next to us that does that. Right. I don't know what our city does either. Did you... I mean, the thing that struck me about it, too, was how specific it was. Yeah, very, like, that they, like, very detailed. Described, like, exactly what she's wearing and what she looks like and what her haircut is like yeah. and what shoes she's wearing. And anyway, I was... Yeah. I mean, you would have to, like, grab a notepad if you were actually, <laughs> like, trying to find the person to write all the details down I feel that guilty they had. now. Why didn't we stop in the road and, like, write down all the details? True. I don't know. But I didn't see her today. 
well, it's a good thing. <laughs> Hopefully she was found yesterday. Right. That's right. Today would have maybe been too late. Yeah. I hope she didn't have to sit outside yesterday. <laughs> well, this just became too sad. Sorry, it took a dark turn. <laughs> <clears throat> um, But also, those speakers do play a song... Well, depending on when it gets dark, so it changes throughout the year, depending on when dusk is. But what's the actual name for it? The Going Home song? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I thought <laughs> it had a name. Oh, oh. The song has a name, but that song is like a random oh, general different. song. Oh, it's different, yeah. I thought there was a name for that, like, the Going Home song. I think that that song has a title, but I don't think the title is The Going Home Song. I think that that's a song that Higashikurume Mm -hmm. happened to choose as their Going Home Song. If you go other places, they don't necessarily play that song. Right. I thought, like, whatever city played a Going Home Song, I thought that event had a name. I mean, it... Sorry. <laughs> well, my kids call it, like, Okaidi no Chaimu or something oh, like that. Oh, well, that makes sense, though. I mean, which basically means... Going home song? Going well, home bell, Or, of. like, I'm home. Bell? Yeah. Well, Chaimu means, like, yeah. bell kind of. I'm home chime. Which is actually funny. Ooh, I'm home chime. Well, it's not a chime, though. It's, it's like... Not. It's a song. But... It's also one of my favorite things to replicate the song as it's playing. Replicate it? How? Like, to sing the song as it's... Do you know the words to that song? No, but I sing the tones. Oh, Wait, no. there's words to that song? Yeah. Oh. I know the words to that song. Oh. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a nursery rhyme-ish kind of a oh, song. Oh, okay. It's like as if the going home song... Was Mary had a little lamb or something? Right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called Yuyake Koyake, mm. which means sunset. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can learn the words another time. I don't think <laughs> no. right now is a great moment. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's funny because everybody always talks about how that song has literally played for years. Because that's the same song that when my parents lived here, they played. Oh, that is that song. what they said? Yeah. Whoa. But that is an old song. I mean, yeah. it's like a traditional rhyme. I don't know. Nursery I've never, rhyme. like, tried to learn the history of that song, so I'm not <laughs> Whoa. sure. Whoa. <laughs> Another segment in a couple weeks. I mean, history of the Going Home I mean, song. I can quickly try to look right now. I don't know. Um, oh no, I thought of a quandary. <laughs> no! I got sucked into the into the um. Oh, that's not gonna be discussion a good of the going home song. What is your quandary? My quandary this week is influenza A. Mm. And I must say, I don't think it's only my quandary. <laughs> it's all of our quandaries. I think. There are many people in the area that are suffering and feeling in a quandary, having caught influenza A. But my particular take on it is, as a parent, when your child has influenza A, there's a number of pain points. I mean, beyond the pain of your child being sick, the pain they feel when they have a fever, etc., etc. 
Then you have to go to the doctor. Then the test for influenza is this nasty long wooden stick that they shove up into the back of your nose and then they scrape a piece of your brain off and <laughs> test it wow. to see if you have influenza A. I don't think that's a scientific explanation of what they do. I mean, that seems pretty accurate. <laughs> but my son thinks that's actually the very worst part of the whole entire process of having influenza A is suffering through this test where it feels like they're poking on your brain. Mm -hmm. Anyway, then when you test positive, the doctor goes on to tell you, we do have medicine, but it doesn't work that well. So there's not a whole lot of help going on in the medicine department. Then there's a quarantine rule that you have to stay home for five days, but you usually get well in the middle of the third day of being home, which leaves you with two and a half more days where you're just going stir crazy and having cabin fever. I really understand the precautions that must be taken, and it does probably help a lot with kids. But everybody's still getting sick anyway. But everybody's still getting sick anyway. It started in the fourth grade now, and I'm just like, when is my turn coming? Whoa. I mean, don't be too fatalistic. You might not get it. I know, which would be nice. But, I mean, I'm okay if I get a little break. But oh I don't my. like being sick. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? She's, like, wishing it on No, no, call. I don't want it. Ah! Knock on wood. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no wood! Okay, there's a wooden chair behind you. Whoa. Okay. Sorry, it sounds like I'm breaking my wow. nose. I'm glad we took care of her su superstitious needs right then. <laughs> anyway, so the other thing, though, is this ironic timing and delicate balance between when your own child gets sick and when the rest of the kids in the Japanese elementary school get sick, and then there's a large number of them in the same class so that they just cancel school for that class. So, in my specific instance, my daughter had a fever. I thought maybe she had influenza A. I don't think she had it, but then I felt like I need to keep her home fever-free for 48 hours just to make sure. Then, on the last night that she was going to be at home, from the next day, hallelujah, finally she can go to school, what do I get but a call from her teacher saying, oh no, now we're going to cancel school for the next three days. Hmm. So, I mean, lucky her, I guess. She now hasn't been to school for, like, it's including weekends, but still, 10 days. Yeah. I don't think she's been to school for 10 days. Wow. I really hope she remembers some of it when she goes back tomorrow. I did get a Japanese phrase for the day, isekinicho, which mm. means killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. So, um, the interesting thing is, as with most Japanese, it's opposite to the way it goes in English. Mm -hmm. So, seki means stone. Mm -hmm. And then, um, cho is another way to say bird. Mm -hmm. So, iseki, one stone. Mm -hmm. Nicho, two birds. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty it's pretty useful phrase and people say it often and they use it in the same sense. There's yeah. no, I mean that's another reason why I like it because some of the other phrases you have to bend your brain to understand. Yeah, where is that coming from? But this one is very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Whenever you would have said killing two birds with one stone in English, boom. Yes, literally boom. <laughs> I, oh right, <laughs> boom, and then you've killed two birds. <laughs> 
Wow. I mean, I feel like that's one I can remember and use in Japanese class tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Do you need to write it down? Do you want me to write it down? <laughs> I mean, I should probably practice and write it down. Yeah. Iseki nicho. Wait. Oh, you don't have a All pen? All the pens. Okay, here, you can use my pen. Here you oh, go. thank you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. As promised, today we'll talk about Enneagram for the second time. I do feel that I'm sort of... I had this grandiose plan, and now that I'm actually supposed to start talking about it, I feel quite in over my head. But my idea was that Angie and I should compare Enneagram types with Myers-Briggs. So this conversation may now become so personality type nerdy that you just can't stand it. <laughs> and if so, I'm sorry. Just keep playing this episode as a background music for yeah, whatever you're washing doing. Washing dishes, um, laundry. Maybe put this next to your head and then go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, we do we have calming voices? I don't know, do we? I mean, a friend of the show. A friend of the show. We have friends of the show. Okay, great. Um, yes. Said she really liked our, our speaking voices. Well, that's so nice. But is that the same thing as the kind of voice you want to hear when you're going to sleep? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know either. Okay. So we're kind of going to play. Game is the wrong word. Right. But we have not discussed this yet, so all discussion is happening right now. It's like a reveal. Yeah. Reveal. It's a reveal. Maybe this will say something about our personality type. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we each made a little chart, and we listed... The Enneagram. Which I think the way we made our char- the charts is, like, such a telling of how, what type of learner we are, too. Oh, whoa. Okay, <laughs> proceed. Talk about that for a second. Um, I printed out the Enneagram, which is nicely colored, and then proceeded to put the uh, Myers-Briggs next to each one. I also printed out the Myers-Briggs from 16 Personalities um, and used that. I did it on that first and then transferred my final version to this Enneagram page. I can't even speak. <laughs> um, I drew a random circle <laughs> in my random notebook, and then I wrote some numbers around it, and then I made a list on the facing page of uh, Myers-Briggs types, and then I tried to just wing it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Not Enneagram. Get it? Wing it. Get it? <laughs> Nine wing eight. No. Um, I tried to wing it, and I actually then struggled because I had to admit to myself, not as familiar with some of the types, mm-hmm. especially with Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well, it's fine. I had to, like, print out pages and, like, several other charts of the Myers-Briggs and have them all sprawled out everywhere and then through them. Okay, so let's do we do want to say Enneagram number and then which one, which one Myers-Briggs we think? Maybe that will be easier to keep track of where we are if we start from one. Yeah, that's good. And we haven't really spent time describing different Enneagram types because we're coming into this assuming that you know. Uh, but just for the sake of our discussion, maybe we should say at least one name. One's, yeah, the, like, I mean, this ones chart... are something. This chart has two of the names, and then it also um, has what triad they're in, which is what we'll talk about in a couple weeks, but... Um, where is that from? 
This is the one. Oh gosh. Is that from um, the Enneagram Institute? No. Is it from Nine Types? Maybe, but I've always seen it on this one blog. Oh. But if you just type it into the Google search, yeah, 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 no. then it comes up. I did that. So, different... it's the colored one, the really colorful one. Uh, I don't know. I just first came up with Enneagram Institute. Is it on that one? Maybe it is on there. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to plagiarize anybody's material. And different people have given different names. Oh, oh, oh. That's, that's what, what I mean. Was. Yeah. Uh, on Enneagraminstitute.com, the name that they give for a one is a reformer. Mm. And, I mean, so, speaking so broadly, there's so much more to ones in this, but ones are often known as people who are quite good at following rules Mm -hmm. and keeping things together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so which kind of Myers-Briggs did you think would go with a one? Um, I have two for this one. I have INFP and ESTJ. Ooh. Um, Because? I I even went a step further Uh because when I was writing them down on the... Myers-Briggs types, uh-huh. I ended up actually assigning a specific wing for each one. What? Okay, guys. The rest <laughs> of the episode will just be Angie talking. No. no. <laughs> because like I told you, I was so insecure about this and insecure about sharing my thoughts. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I chose INFP. Oh, hold on. An INFP is then a what? A one wing something. One wing nine. Okay. Um, because... That was smart, though. Good, good idea. Good way to figure it out. Why would an INFP be a one wing nine? Because... Where is this? Oh, INFP. Because according to 16personalities.com, an INFP is a mediator, which they're poetic, kind, and altruistic people, always eager to help a good cause. Hmm. So I thought... Being a peacemaker from the nine portion of it, yeah, um, they would be wanting to reach out for a good po- cause, but being a one, they would probably have a little more structure of why they were going for a good cause or uh-huh. things like that. So that's how I got that one. Yeah. And then one wing two I have as a ESTJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Because ESTJs are the executive, hmm. excellent administrators, unsurpassed at managing things or people. Okay. Good. And I feel like most of the ones I know are very good at managing people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, for one, mostly, it was a little bit, I mean, how can you cheat at this when we made it up, but... It was a little bit cheater of me that we have a friend who's a one, Uh and she's an ISTJ, Uh so I just quickly wrote ISTJ for one. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are other types that also fit well with one, but knowing her, I put that down. Mm -hmm. Um, ISTJ does tend to be very practical and Mm -hmm. rooted in reality, and... Mm -hmm good at decision making and I feel like that really Mm -hmm. uh, good Venn diagram with one yes 
Okay, which one do you want to say now? Do you want to or go do around? Do you want to go in order? Sure. <laughs> I mean, two. we could really mix it up and go to what that person is in stress. Whoa. I mean, that <laughs> might make us stressed. True. I'm just feeling guilty because it's so hard to talk about that. Okay, you start with two. Um, For two, I said, this is not a very creative answer, but I said ESFJ. And again, I said that because we have a friend (laughs) who's an ESFJ and Mm -hmm. a two. And then I wrote ISFJ. I have another friend who is a nine. Well, actually... This two slash Myers-Briggs thing reminds me of, I think you already made a reference to this, but at one point we had a lot of discussions like this amongst Mm -hmm. ourselves at our school. So then we had a quite long list of um, Myers-Briggs types, Mm -hmm. Enneagram types, even strength finders, Mm -hmm. and um, even beyond naming, like mentally naming the people that immediately come to my mind, but... I remember being struck during that discussion that almost everybody in our elementary department, except for me and you and maybe one other friend, was an SF type. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I wrote ISFJ and ESFJ as being a two. It's a little stereotypical, but um, yeah, I just felt like two equals also good elementary school teacher. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. I have exactly the same. Woo! Do um, I win some kind of a prize? If we I mean, I, I want to put a little ding, 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 yeah, bell right? in. Where's our bell? Don't we have a bell in here? Um, ISFJ I put as a two wing three, mm-hmm. and ESFJ I put as a two wing one. Oh, okay. Um, Great. Let's go to three. Okay. Before we know it, this thing becomes so long. True. Um, I really didn't know for this oh, one. Oh, we didn't describe what a two was. Oh, I'm so sorry. A two is called... Okay, helper. let me let me click on this. A two is called a helper. And uh, let me read these other descriptions. I am reading this straight off EnneagramInstitute.com. I did not make this up. Uh, two is called the helper. And then it says, The caring interpersonal type. Dem- demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Three. Um, I only have one for this one. Uh-huh. So three and four, I only have one type oh, for okay. each. Um, ISTP. Okay. Um, as a three-wing four. Okay. Um, and ISTP is bold and practical experimenters, masters of all kinds of tools. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, all I can do is, maybe this is because I'm a nine, so I'm always, like, gut instincting everything, Mm -hmm. but we have a friend who's a three, and she's not either of these types that I wrote down, I don't Mm -hmm. think, but I wrote down ENTP Mm -hmm. and INTJ, Mm -hmm. because I felt like threes are... Okay, sorry, I didn't read about threes. Three is called the achiever, and it's the success-oriented pragmatic type. 
adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. I just felt like the combination of intuition and thinking, Mm -hmm. not always, of course, but Mm -hmm. probably has a tendency to make people who are, like, quite smart Mm -hmm. and driven, adaptive, like, I just feel like all these adjectives here go with those characteristics. Mm -hmm. So, even though I don't think that our friend is either of these types. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Okay. Um, a four is called the individualist, the sensitive withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Um, what do you think? Um, ISFP which I had as a four wing three. Okay. Um, ISFP is the adventurer. Flexible and charming artist, always ready to explore and experiment with something new. Yeah, that's good. So the experimenting part, that's why I put them as a three. Uh-huh. Um, but artist, of course. Yeah. I actually wrote down um, INTJ again. I mm-hmm. felt like I could see INTJ as a four wing three or a three wing four. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I also wrote INFJ mm-hmm. and ESFP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I felt like, um, INFJ, like, a person who is strong, has a a strong intuitive feeling, um, but then if they're an introvert, they're kind of withdrawn. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would lead them to Mm. express themselves Mm -hmm. more, like, through, in, you know, Mm -hmm. artistic ways. Mm -hmm. Um, however, on the other hand, ESFP, I feel like you could almost say the same thing for different reasons. Yeah. Like... This person is going to be a strong feeler, but it's going to probably be more out in the open because they're an extrovert. Mm -hmm. But then they're also probably more, like, um, reality-based. Yeah. So then they might like to express themselves in some kind of a physical way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I wrote. Mm Mm-hmm. Type 5 is called the investigator. This is the intense cerebral type. Perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. What mm-hmm. did you put? Um, ISTJ mm-hmm. for 5 wing 4 and mm-hmm. INTP for 5 wing 6. Yeah, good. I say as if I have the answers. <laughs> oh, good job! You got the answer well. right! No, I don't think there is actually a right answer, but... Um, for the ISTJ, they're practical, fact-minded individuals who, um, whose reliability cannot be doubted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, the INTP is innovative innovators with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Woo. I actually wrote INTP more like, I didn't write wings, but I had a little bit of order to the way I wrote this down, so it was almost like... I wrote INTP on six, but I wrote it kind of next to five. 
Like, mm. as if I thought an INTP was a six-wing five. Woo! <laughs> um, and then I also wrote ISTP. Uh-huh. Um, ISTP is very, very withdrawn, but also very physically focused, like, focused in reality, like, not abstract at all. Mm, yeah. Um, and I feel like this is a type that whatever it is... Whatever it is they choose as something they're going to focus on, then they get super intense Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think about six? Okay, six is the loyalist, committed, security-oriented type. Engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Great! (laughs) Um... I'm a six wing seven, so I said ENFJ, um, because that is my Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also looking at the um, the Myers Briggs again. I just felt like it fit with six wing seven, and then I had INTJ for six wing five. Um, my college roommate is a six wing five, and that's her um, Myers Briggs. But I didn't even actually put that together until after I had assigned it to that one. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, wait, she's an INTJ. Hmm. Yeah. So, good. that made us super good roommates. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I had written INTP as if it was right. a six-wing five. And then knowing you, I wrote ENFJ. <laughs> There's probably others that would be a good fit, but I don't know. That's the That's thing. That's like, mind. Even in this discussion, every everything that we're saying um, could make sense, and it's never, I mean, even when we have listened to seminars and stuff, or even other podcasts about, like, Myers-Briggs and Enneagram, you could be anything, and because everybody's personality is different, and there's not going to be a steadfast answer, though I'm sure there's probably more that fit into certain categories, but... Yeah, I think that's true. I think there are some, like, some that would be more likely to go together. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like, um, this was one of the reasons why I ended up liking the Enneagram so much is because I felt like it explained the differences I couldn't understand between myself and other people who were the same Myers-Briggs as me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had several friends or slash people that I was aware of that had my same Myers-Briggs, but it was, like, the more I learned about Myers-Briggs and myself and those other people, the more I felt like, I mean, some of our things are the same, but we're actually quite different, and how on earth is that possible? Right. Mm -hmm. And once... I then, after that, learned the Enneagram, and then I learned, the, like, my own number and the numbers of those people. Then I felt like I could... Yeah. That kind of filled in the holes of, like, oh, wow, that really explains, even if we're the same Myers-Briggs, but we're different because of this and this. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, the next one is seven. Seven is the enthusiast. In, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Beep! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the enthusiast... The busy, fun-loving type. Spontaneous, versatile, destructible, and scattered. I confess that I wanted to think I was this for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I think this one is 
Okay, sorry, I'm just jumping ahead of you. No, go. I think this one is common for ENFP, which is my Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. yeah. type. But I also wrote ESFJ. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have ESTP and ESFP. ESTP as seven wing eight and ESFP as seven wing six. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, sorry. So, do you want to say something no, else no, about nope, that? Nope. Okay. Um, eight, the Enneagram type eight is known as the challenger, the powerful dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. What do you think? Um, ENTJ and ENTP. Uh, ENTJ as wing seven and ENTP as wing nine. Um, wait, eight. Um, I, or ENTJ is the commander. Bold, imaginative, strong-willed leaders always finding a way or making one. Mm -hmm. And ENTP is smart and curious thinkers who cannot resist an intellectual challenge. Whoa. I also wrote ENTJ. And then I actually wrote ESTJ. Mm-hmm. I have an ESTJ friend, and I don't think she's she's not that interested in the Enneagram, but mm-hmm. she really reminds me of an eight, so <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I wrote that. Uh-huh. We're on nine now. Nine is the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type. Receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. <laughs> Your turn. Go ahead. INFJ for nine wing one mm-hmm. and ENFP for nine wing eight. Oh, thanks. Gee, I wonder where you got that. Um, I'm a nine wing eight, so I also wrote ENFP. And then I wrote ISFJ because uh, I know somebody who is a nine wing one and they're an ISFJ. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I feel like all we could even do is just read a list of what we wrote. So I don't know how interesting that is, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting. So, it's not. You might have to like pull up uh, one thing about the Enneagram and one thing about the Myer- the yeah Myers Briggs um, to fully understand what we were talking about. Because even as we were talking about it, I'm like looking. Sifting through all my papers yeah. and being like, wait, which one is which again? Right. Just because I'm not good at knowing other Myers-Briggs. Because I feel like when I studied Myers-Briggs, I only really studied mine. Mm. Um, whereas the Enneagram, I feel like I have a good grasp on the, all the other numbers. Mm-hmm. But Myers-Briggs just has so many different combinations that I've never really fully understood all of them. Um, there's a post on Personality Junkie. Mm-hmm. Did I ever read Personality Junkie before? I don't know. Um, but somebody could look at this and, you know, correct it or see if, mm-hmm. see if we had, uh... Yeah, and there's other things out there, like articles and stuff about Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. Um, I would suggest to the listeners, um, Reading People by Ann Bogle yeah. is a great book and gives kind of an introduction to 
a lot of the different personality types, but it does talk about Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the most, I mean, I really love that book too. Good job, Anne. I know you're listening to this. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the parts in that book that I really love is the cognitive function mm-hmm. part because the cognitive functions are an ele- like it's like an element of Myers-Briggs. It's kind of the right. two levels deeper thing. So it's not going to be interesting to everyone, but mm-hmm. if you were even somewhat interested, I think that chapter in her book would be a yeah, great place to jump really off one. with trying to understand that. Um, so, and we are hoping to talk about that in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I really recommend that book. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> but highly recommended. Right, but highly recommended. Uh, I think we should just do say goodbye okay bye Bye. that's all for this time everyone what are your recent quirks or quandaries tokyo related or not let us know on instagram at two real tokyo that's t-o-o real tokyo you can follow angie on instagram at photo freak p-h-o-t-o-f-r-e-e-k and you can follow Jamie on Instagram at Jamie in T-Y-O. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. Bye! Bye! <clears throat> that was a good way to start. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, wait, I still have this cracker. I feel so apologetic today. For some reason. Is it too late now to say sorry? What? Oh, yes. Okay, got Whoa. It. Right. <laughs> now I understand. Um, what is your quandary? My con... What? Well. <laughs> wow. Where we... Wait, what? What was I supposed to say? You're supposed to say where we present. Where we present how we think the Enneagram and MBTI intersect. Where we talk about how we... Oh, no. I mean, do you want me to just say the whole thing?